0: Welcome to Restoration City Church Podcast. We pray you are blessed by this message. You got 1st Samuel chapter 30, it reads thus. It says, now it happened when David and his men came to Zitlag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south of Zitlag, attacked Ziglag and burnt it with fire. And they taken captive the women. And those who were there, from small to great, they did not kill anyone, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and there it was burnt with fire. Their wives and their sons and their daughters had been taken captive. Then David And the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no power to weep. And David's two wife, Anhoim, and the Jezreelites, and Abigail the widow of Nabal, the Camelite, had been taken captive. Now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him because the souls of all the people were grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. And David said to the priest, Bring me the effort. And Abathar brought the effort to David. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this truth? shall i overtake them and he answered him pursue for you shall overtake them and without fail recover all and verse number 19 verse number 18 so david recovered all that the amalekites had carried away and david rescued his two wife and nothing of theirs were lacking either small or great sons or daughters spoil or anything which had taken from them and this is the two, the three words I want you to keep in your heart David recovered all David recovered all in other words everything everything that he lost and what was stolen from him that was taken from him david recovered all. someone say amen you may be seated in the presence of the lord thank you jesus thank you jesus Thank you, Jesus. I would want to use the title Principles for Recovery. Because I want everything that I've lost, I want it back. Everything that was taken from me and stolen from me, I want it back. You see, in the natural, when things have been stolen from us... It's very rare that you ever hear that someone had recovered the things that were stolen from them. You report it to the police and you put it out there. And very rarely do you hear a good report that says that the things that were stolen had been restored back to the owner. But I want you to know in the spiritual realm it's not so. That in the spiritual realm, the things that have been stolen from us, the things that have been taken from us, it's within our authority and it is within our power to get everything back. In fact, that's what we should be ensuring that everything that we have lost over the years, everything we have lost and have been taken from us, it's within our power to recover it all. And in, it is a biblical principle in, found in Proverbs 6 and 31. There is a, a principle that if a person is caught, if a thief is caught, that thief must restore back sevenfold. In other words, I should be in a better position than what I started off with. In other words, the devil should regret ever messing with you. Because by the time it's finished, by the time it's all said and done, I'm going to be in a better position than where I started. That is the principles for recovering all. That is the principle for restoration that it's in my power and is part of what God has empowered us to make sure that everything, not some things, but everything. The Bible said David recovered all. So I want us to take confidence and take encouragement to know that I'm getting everything back. I'm getting everything back. You cannot have restoration without having something in the first place. You have to have something. And a loss of anything, and especially when it has value, can be extremely painful. And sometimes we may consider, because if you consider David, you can... When you look at the life of David, you can consider that David was a shepherd's boy, looking after the sheep of his father, doing his thing. And here was the prophet Samuel who comes to him and anoints him to be king over Israel. It was not something that David had asked for, but it's something that God had put in the in the For the prophet to go and lay hands and anoint David to be king. David is king, is anointed to be king, but Saul is appointed as king. And Saul becomes jealous of this new move. Because this young man has slain Goliath. And the women have chanted... Saul, you've killed your thousand, but David, his 10,000 riled up Saul. And, 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 and Saul became so jealous that Saul set out to kill David, to kill David, that Jonathan had to warn David, look, my father's after you, you've got to run. Run, and even Saul was so paranoid, even after his own son was complaining at his own son because Jonathan was trying to help David. And David's running, he's hiding, and he finds himself hiding amongst the enemy. And whilst hiding amongst the enemy, uh, they recognize him and said, this is David. We know David, and we know he was with Saul, so we don't trust you, David. And so David had to go back to Ziklag. That's where all the family, that's where everybody was, was in Ziklag. They're all running away. They're trying to hide from Saul. But they discovered that whilst they were there, whilst they were away, that's why it's very, that's why you have to be very careful when you leave your home unattended. Because they were away doing business and forgot about making sure that their home was secure. Whilst they were away, the Amalekites came and took their wife and children and possession because there was no one looking after home. That's why leaders and pastors have to be careful whilst we are tending to the flock. Make sure you're home. Make sure you're home. Because the devil don't care whose home he raids. He just sees an opportunity and they saw an opportunity. And when they saw an opportunity, the enemy went for it. And so David's come back and he he and his, 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 his warriors are tired. They've been fighting and they're tired. And they've come and they've come to find that the enemy has been into their camp and has taken that which has been valuable. And the greater the value you place on something is the more you feel that there is a loss and the pain becomes painful because there's some things which you put a value on that cannot be replaced. And so they place this value on their family and it's irreplaceable and they're tired. We have to be careful church of the things that the enemy wants to come in whilst we're in a vulnerable position and there's some things that the enemy wants to come and steal. That's why we got to watch each other's backs because whilst we are vulnerable, whilst we are preoccupied with things, the enemy can see an opportunity and will come and take advantage of whatever the situation is. There's five things I want just to highlight that we have to be careful as a church that the enemy will come and steal. The enemy will come and take from us. And the first thing I want to, I've, I've said this before, but the first thing that he would want to take is our identity as a people. As a people of God, the enemy wants to come and take away yours and my identity. And what the enemy wants to do, he wants, he doesn't want us to know who we are. He doesn't want us to know who we are. He wants to mess with us and play with us. Take away our identity that we don't know who we really are. And if you don't know who you are in Christ, then you're not going to know what Christ has done for you. And when we lose our identity, we forget that we are born again. We forget that we have been born again by the Holy Spirit, that we belong to Christ. We forget that we are a new creation in Christ Jesus. And that is no longer I who live, but is the Christ. Did you hear what I said? is no longer about me my identity is no longer about m- me my identity is in Christ and what the devil wants to do is steal your identity so you go back to your old ways you go back to your old self and you forget that you are a new creation in Christ Jesus is there anyone here today the devil wants us to forget the word of God and forget that the scripture says and the word of God says that yea, we are more than conquerors through Christ who strengthens us. We are more than conquerors. We're not just conquerors. It says we are more. Someone say more. The enemy wants to forget that we are ears of God and joint ears with Christ. He wants us to forget that we are the head. And not the tail. That's what the enemy wants to do. Forget our identity. Forget who we are. Though we look in the mirror. But what we see is our old self. We don't see our new self in Christ Jesus. Because the enemy wants to steal our identity. The second thing the enemy wants to steal from us is our relationship with God. Are you hearing me? The enemy wants to steal our relationship with God. I'm not just preaching to you. I'm preaching to myself as well. I need an encouragement as well. This word applies for me as it does for you. The enemy wants to steal our relationship with God. Because during this season of isolation, some people not being able to go out to the church. And what the enemy wants to do is steal our first love. Steal our love for God and where the enemy wants to come in, and we have other things that have become a priority. Where serving God and our relationship with God was a priority, it seems that the lockdown has come and is trying to steal that relationship we have with God, where we have different priorities. And what the enemy wants to do is divert our attention away from our relationship with God and divert that attention to something else. Yes, we all say we love Jesus. Yes, we can sing about his love for us. But what has happened to the energy we have? What has happened to the passion we have in serving him where the scripture says with all our hearts, with all our strength, with all our might. It's not that we don't love him, but when it comes to serving him, when I look at that fervency and that hot passion that we are supposed to have for him, it's that passion. I love him, but it's the passion. Is the passion where it's supposed to be. Am I talking? Just probably I'm the only one in here who can be honest and be said that these are the things that the enemy comes and steal. And sometimes it's, it's a sad thing when you don't realize that your passion for God is gone, but you still go through the rituals. We go through the motions, but the passion for God is gone. The energy, the fire, It's gone, but we know how to do church. And there's plenty times we can do church and there's no Holy Ghost. We can do church, but no Holy Ghost. I pray, we gotta be careful, church. We gotta be careful. I've got to be careful that I can preach, but where where is the passion? Where is the passion? Where is the passion? I can't afford grieving to rob me of the passion that I have for God. I've got to be careful in this season that the enemy, he don't care that I lost my wife. He don't care that you lost your job. He don't care. He will just take advantage of any situation. Any situation. He don't care. So I've got to be careful, I've got to look, I've got to check. Not because I've got a color, not because I've got a title, but is my relationship right with God? Is it right with God? You remember that song, Is Your Heart Right With God? What was it? washed in the crimson, cleansed and made holy, humble and lowly. Right in the side with is my heart, is my heart right, or have I allowed something else to come in and distract me? Is something else taking away my energy? Is something else causing my passion to be waning? Am I still? passionate about the name of Jesus. Does the name of Jesus do anything for me? At the mention of his name. At the mention of his name. At the mention of his name. When was the last time you broke? At the mention of his name. When was the last time you broke? When was the last time you reaped? Because his presence was here. When was the last time you weep? When was the last time tears ran down your face? Because (laughs) Mm. we have become so hardened because of what's going on that we hear his name and it does nothing to us. We have the worship and it does nothing to us. It doesn't move us. It's just songs. But the heart has not engaged. When's the last time you went to your knees in worship without someone saying, let's go on our knees? Amen. I got to say, I'm guilty. Because this is where the enemy comes and he steals stuff. And the, I remember, I, I tell you this, there was a time when I was younger, and this is the days of catalogs. You remember catalogs when people used to do the catalog? Well, I bought a stereo, and this stereo had equalizer in it, all this kind of stuff. I was so happy with my stereo, but I couldn't afford it, so I had to pay. You know, weekly you pay the weekly money. You pay the weekly money. Well, we had a convention. You, Joe, you were there at Faith Temple in the old church. We had a convention on, and in those times, you know, where the church was, we can turn the music as loud as we want, and no one gonna trouble us. So we, you get it we had party down there. We was just, we just worship crazy loud. Well, anyway, I come out of service. I'm on a high. I got in my car and go to drive and i go to turn the stereo on, but no stereo. What made me so vexed and puzzled was that they went into my car, they took out the stereo and wait for this, they locked up my car afterwards. They locked up my car afterwards. That's why I didn't realize the stereo had gone until I was further down the road because I was trying to work it out. They locked the car afterwards. That my stereo was stolen, I didn't know it was stolen. Do you understand? When your relationship is being taken and you don't even realize it's taken. They came and steal the stereo and it wasn't until further down when I saw something's missing. Something's missing. Wasn't that the same thing they've done about Jesus? When they were saying, where is Jesus? But they're already gone down, they're already halfway in their journey. And then they realize, hang on a second, something is missing. My relationship, my relationship with the Lord, I've got to be careful. How I'm, how, how, what am I doing? Am I putting so much energy in other things? Has this lockdown sapped my energy? Sapped my strength? Sapped my passion? Till I become like um, Samson, who shake as of other times. Just went through the motion as of other times, but no Holy Ghost. I'm saying hallelujah, but no power. I'm saying in the name of Jesus, but no power because something's gone. The relationship is gone. The other thing, the third thing that the enemy will take from us uh, and steal from us as a church is our purpose. That the enemy wants you to forget your purpose, forget why you were saved. I wasn't saved by coincidence. I was too rude and too bad. But grace is a good thing. Grace is a good thing. Because I know I don't The thing is, some of you think you deserve it. But you see, I know I don't deserve nothing. I don't deserve the Holy Ghost. I know I don't. But it's grace and it's mercy. I don't deserve joy, but he gave it to me. I don't deserve anything. Not one thing could I think of that says I deserve it. But he's given it to me anyway. And so I am safe for a reason. You are saved for a purpose. Don't forget your purpose. Don't forget your calling. Don't forget your ministry. Don't put your stuff on the back burner. Remember now. Remember your purpose. Because some people have taken their, their ministry and put it to one side. They take their purpose and put it to one side. Remember your purpose. Why you were called. Why you were saved. Why he anointed you remember that, remember our purpose, just like Jesus said, i got to be about my father's business, why are you looking for me, because they're looking for Jesus, he said, why are you looking for me, you should know what I'm about, you should know how to locate me, you don't have to go all over, you don't need sat-nav, just come to the house of God, if you want to find me, just come to the house of God, you know I'm about my father's business, I'm supposed to be doing what I'm called to do. Do what you're anointed to do. Don't let the devil steal your purpose. That you forget who you are. And what you're about. In the season, number four. What the enemy will steal is your family. I ain't getting much amens there. But the devil knows. That if he can go to the foundation of a community, the foundation of a community, what makes a community a community is the family. If the foundations be destroyed, what will the righteous do? The enemy wants to go at our families and he's looking for opportunities because this, the the, the, the lockdown was not supposed to to be a situation where you got your hands around the neck of your kids <laughs> and around the neck of your partners. But it's a good opportunity to get to know each other. Because sometimes we don't get to spend time with each other. We live with each other, but we don't know each other. And so that was an opportunity for us to get to know one another, to talk and get to spend time time with one another so that we can grow together. There's something beautiful when a family can grow together. And the enemy wants to come along and it is the the, the task of the enemy to come and, 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 and sow seeds of arguments and divisions. Sometimes you have arguments, you don't know what you're arguing about. You're just arguing for the sake of arguing. Everything gets on your nerve. You wake up and you're upset. You go to bed and you're upset. Everything troubles you. Everything troubles you. You see, that's what the enemy wants to do because the enemy wants to steal your family members. Don't let the enemy destroy your family. Don't let the enemy destroy your family. Build a hedge around them. Build a hedge around your family. <clears throat> Spend time with your family. Quality time. I'm, I'm talking of someone with experience. That's why with me, with losing my wife, I'm not standing before you with regret. Because when I have the opportunity, I'm taking, I took my wife out. Amen. Took my wife out. Took her to hotel. We spent time together, walking around, holding hands. Whenever, whatever opportunity I have, just be, literally just before she passed away, I had booked for her to go away on holiday again. We will go in Spain. Spend time with your family. Grow together. Do not allow the enemy to come in and tear up your family. <laughs> Don't. Your family is too important. Too important. That's why I I, I say this from example. Because the morning of when my my wife passed away, I make sure I kissed her. You don't know what's going to happen later on. Make sure I kiss her. Tell her I love her. Every day. Every day. Your family is valuable. Let your children know how much, how valuable they are. Ariel, where's Ariel? He knows yeah yeah driving your new car yeah 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 my son sporting a new car yeah just make sure it's your offering checking on you just checking on you and make sure no, he's a very good he's a very good at showing offering but my family knows how much I love them it's important tell your partners tell your children that you love them don't have this cultural thing well they know tell them don't this disson- Well then, then no, no, tell them. Let them know how valuable they are. Mothers, let your son know how proud you are of them. Speak well of your children. You all ain't going to help me. Because if you don't speak well, somebody else is going to start saying the wrong things to them. And they will believe it. Are you hearing me? Speak well of each other. Build your family up. Don't let the enemy come. We can't, we're we're fed up of hearing these gangs and these young kids losing their lives. Wives, collect. speak well of your husbands. Big up your husband. Let them know how important they are. Don't allow the spirit of this world to get in. It shocked me when I went to work. This was a few years ago. And we heard that a, a, a young a, a man, businessman, um, Philippa's son knows, go in Canary Wolf and go climb up to the top. Take his life. Pressure. The family don't know. Sometimes w- women don't know. Wives don't know what men have to go through. Black men in business stress and pressure and we come and put on a face because sometimes we don't know how to communicate the way you can communicate so it looks like everything's all right and it ain't all right it's not all right and the enemy at this season in his time wants people to go and either self-harm or kill themselves because they can't find a way out or they feel that they're a failure. Get your family together. The, the last thing, uh, number five, the thing that the enemy wants to come and steal is our peace and joy. Our peace, our peace. The peace is what makes us balance our peace and joy. Because what happens is, especially at this season, we get so anxious. We're going oh, another lockdown. We don't know what's happening in terms of employment. We don't know what's happening in terms of finances. Sh- how much money should I spend at Christmas? What happens if I spend all this money at Christmas and next year that I get made with done? And th- just all this anxiety. Can I face having another lockdown again? For some it was mentally it was a torture. And so what happened is we go through this, and the devil wants to steal a piece, bring us into a place where we're fearful. We're fearful. Every time we turn on the TV, we're anxious. Don't know what's going to happen. And, and, and it brings a sense of hopelessness. And it brings a sense of defeat. And you hear it in worship. So rather than the worship being upbeat. you Because whatever you go through, you, he, you hear it. You hear it in the prayer. Man, if you heard some of the prayers I've been praying, it was sad. <laughs> Because it comes out in your prayer a sense of hopelessness, a sense of feeling defeated. And instead of songs of of joy and upbeat, it becomes sad because the enemy is stealing, is trying to steal our song, trying to steal our songs. And God will give us songs of deliverance. Deliverance. And that's why we need the peace of God. And, and, and for people at this season and at this time where there's this overwhelming sense, because all those people come to church, sometimes people come to church and they feel unloved. Sometimes people come to church and everyone else is doing their thing and you feel, nobody really cares for me. And the enemy uses that and cr- creates isolation. And although people will love upon you, but the enemy make you feel so alone. There could be so many people around, but you're so alone. So alone. We have to be careful because this is what the enemy wants to do. He wants to come and steal our peace. He wants to come and steal our joy that we don't even know how to laugh anymore. Even in the house of God, we don't even know how to laugh. Can't even remember the last time we smiled and show teeth, although you've got your, your face mask on. And that's why we need the peace of God that will guard our hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. And that's why we need to set our minds on God. Those are the five things that the enemy comes to want to steal from the church. So let me just conclude this. So David comes, and the people have who are with him they are they've they're they're so discouraged they are so discouraged they're so despondent and when you're discouraged it's hard for you to hear from god when you are discouraged is you 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 tend to lose sight of what god can do and what god can do through your life and the bible says that, that these men they wept Imagine the men. They wept until they had no strength left to weep. Imagine you are a strong man, and the people who say men don't cry—you don't know none. Real men do cry. I tell you, real men do cry. But these men cried till they had no strength left. They—they they were overcome with emotions that. Everything that they had was gone. And as men, they needed somewhere to channel this feelings. They didn't know how to process this feeling. All they know, there's a sense of loss. And somebody has to be blamed. Somebody has to, somebody has to take the, the blame for this. So they turned to their leader, David. They turned to David and said, David, we're going to stone you. We're going to kill you. Forget about what you've done before, but we need somebody to blame. And as soon as you are here, you're the best person. And that's why leaders you have to know how to handle pressure. You have to know how to handle pressure. And so they told they turned and they said that David would come in to kill you. But this is what I love about this is that David went and he had to encourage himself. Because that's the next thing you have to learn how to do is how to encourage yourself. Because the word discourage means to be deprived of courage. Discourage means to lose hope or confidence. It means to be disheartened or dispirited. Discouragement means the lack of courage. So David had to go into a place where he could find out to encourage himself in the Lord. Because victory does not always present itself in the way we expect. Victory tends to come off the back of a defeat. And so you've got to know how to encourage yourself. Because everybody wants victory, but very few wants to pay the price for victory. We all shout victory, but there's a price. It means you have to deal with Something. And, and as I conclude and, and, and bring this to an end as Pastor Cleveland's coming, but this is what David done. You, gotta, you have to, because of time, imagine this. They're going to kill him. He's already lost his wife. He's already lost his children. The, 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 the invading army is three days on. They've gone. And the Bible said that David encouraged himself. And look what David done. He inquired of the Lord. In other words, what David was saying, the pressure's on me. Because if I don't do something, they're going to kill me. But I'm not going to move until I hear a word from the Lord. Kill me if you have to kill me. But I'm not moving until I hear a word from the Lord. David inquired of the Lord that Lord my situation is dire the men around me are, are, are thinking of stoning me these are the men I went into war and battle with and now they want to kill me but I'm not moving until you give me a word I'm not going anywhere until you give me a word I've got to inquire Lord is there a word for me tell me Lord what shall I do give me directions As I'm going into 2022, Lord, give me a word. Give me some direction. I don't know whether to turn left or right. I don't know where to go. But if you give me a word, you've got to inquire of the Lord. Lord, what shall I do? Shall I pursue? Shall I pursue? Just give me a word. We've got to be in a place where we inquire of the Lord. Lord, I don't know what to do. I'm intelligent. I'm articulate, I'm educated, but there's some times when I just don't know what to do. Lord, if you give me a word, I'm not moving. You may have the stones in your hands ready to stone me, but I can't move. Because some of us like to move and you haven't had a word. You want to run ahead into 2022, but you haven't got a word. You want to start making plans, but you haven't had a word. You haven't inquired of the Lord. I want to encourage you. Inquire of the Lord. Lord, what shall I do? They're talking of causing a lockdown again, but I don't know what to do. But if you give me a word, give me a word, Lord, what shall I do? Just give me a word. Someone say, Give me a word. Give me a word. Give me a word. Give me a word. Because if you give me a word, I can step out. If you give me a word, I can step on your word. I just need a word. That's all I need. Just one word. Just one word, Lord. If you speak a word, I have something. That I can rest my faith on. If I can have one word, it will rebuild my confidence again. If I have a one word, it will give me directions of what to do and where to go. I just need a word. Just a word, Sister Donna. I just need a word. Just a word. Speak, Lord for your servant here speak Lord speak Lord speak Lord I don't trust Boris I don't trust the government but Lord if you speak a word I trust you I trust you just give me a word and the Bible said the Lord spoke to him and said pursue overtake and without fail without fail David you're going to recover all and the Bible said and David recovered all because he got a word he got a word speak Lord your servant here speak a word and my situation will change Speak Lord, give me a word, give me a word, and I know I can make it. I just need a word, I just need a word, I just need a word, and I know I can make it. Hallelujah. I can praise him because of a word, God Hallelujah. bless you. We pray you're encouraged with the word of God. For more information about Restoration City Church, please visit us at www.restorationcc.org.uk